Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Everton Fan Focus pre-season special podcast. Tonight, me and Mark are joined by Sean, we're joined by Jed, and we're also joined by Sedo. A lot has happened in the past few months at Everton FC, on and off the field, and we're just a matter of days before the opening game of the 2017-18 Premier League season. So, lads, a lot has happened. We've finished our pre-season campaign in terms of games. How are we all feeling? I'll come to you first, Mark. Largely positive? Yeah, of course, yeah. We'd, we'd all like to think the last couple of performances we were looking for a bit more uh, from the team, but, but given that we're unbeaten in all them games and we played some decent opposition, I think in... in uh, Ghent and, and certainly in Sevilla um, to come out of it we've shown some decent qualities in them games and there is this, there's, I'm excited about the system of play that we're going to have and this is the way we, we, you know the way the players are it's not come together at the moment but certainly the signs are there that we can build on something good it's been, defi- been definitely like a trial has it in terms of um, new players coming in Koeman's trial and new formations we saw that again yesterday against um, Sevilla and there's still a lot to probably do on the field and off the field from now till when that transfer window shuts but I think I've got to say I'm impressed with it said all yourself do you think there's still work to be done I think there's plenty of work to be done to be honest I think the, the biggest thing for me from when you compare probably the, um, when Martinez obviously left the club and the first thing Koeman spoke about was the fitness of the, the players coming back into pre-season and um, I think they've worked wonders with them this time round I think that yeah. The uh, the physicality of them, the the sort of, you know, there was in certain aspects of, of the preseason games, the um, the intensity wasn't there. But as the game went on, you know, fit deeper into the uh, into the ninety minutes, they, they seemed to get amongst it a little bit more, and that's where the fitness started kicking in for me, and particularly against Sevilla. Not at all. The first probably 15 minutes of the second half, we looked a bit lax. After that, I thought we were chasing the ball down, passing it well, and I think it's it's bowling well for the for the weekend. Jed, obviously, signings wise, we're all impressed. But what's your overall thought? Have you paid much attention to the games? Do you think we should pay much attention to the results in the games? Is it all about just getting back amongst it? Well, I agree with what you just said there about the last two last two games. I think I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think there seems to be more of a team this year. Really, there seems to be people always available on a, an angle, ready to accept the ball and uh, work hard together between between them, like sort of thing. I, I, it's like last week. There was a, there always seems to be an option for them, really, and uh, I was quite impressed because that was quite a hard game. You know, it was a proper proper competitive game where they were going for it as well that's what we did yeah Yeah, that's what we discounted all these friendlies and that and we judged them on that but that was a competitive match Mm -hmm. and they put the foot in there as well I thought so I think 
there's a confidence about the side as well, really, and there seems to be a calmness with some of the players that they've got. You know, Pickford, I think, has been a major signing, really. The keeper and the centre-half, I think that's just... For the future, they're, they're going to be tremendous signings, I think. Well, we, we, you know, talking about the Rosenbrock, it was kind of there was a few criticisms directed towards Everton in terms of the play. It wasn't it wasn't the most exciting two-leg affair, shall we say? But um, they got the job done, didn't they? Sean, what's your overall thoughts on pre-season and those two games I've just mentioned? I think uh, pre-season sort of started off with the the, the most positive sort of uh, feeling that it probably ever has in probably my. Uh, memory as an Evertonian um, but I think the last few weeks has probably tempered that a little bit not to the point where it's, it's become negative but certainly to the point where perhaps our expectations are being managed a little bit more so we had the the, the business at the start of the season which was done with sort of a, a ruthless efficiency um, everyone was buzzing um, since then it's sort of gone a little bit quiet the only deal that we've been involved in is, is the one that we probably didn't want to see which was Lukaku leaving the club uh, yet to be replaced and, and obviously the Certainly the Rusombarok uh, games probably again just tempered our expectations a bit. The play was not particularly exciting, it, it was disjointed, it was slow. Um, but at the same time, it is still pre-season. You're never going to play fantastically well pre-season. Hopefully a couple more signings are still close, ideally before the Stoke game. Just so we can, uh, you know, start the season with that little bit of positivity. Lift back. The moods a bit exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, just on the Simons, with the, a lot has been made about Everton's business this this summer, and you've just summed it up, Sean. We started, we hit the ground running, didn't we? Sort of unprecedented times in terms of money spent, actual the status of players coming in. You know, you don't need, need to name them all, but the most standout ones probably Michael Keane, Jordan Pickford for the, big, the biggest amounts. Um, there are other players that have come in as well, unknown quantities in terms of Premier League. A couple of younger lads as well, and then you've got Martina, the right back, who's, a, shall we say, maybe a bit of a just an addition to the squad. I'll go around the table again, and who's impressed you most throughout this? In fact, what signing impressed you most? Um, also, who's impressed you most of them signings on the pitch since they've arrived? I think most Vardatonians will say Sandro was the, the most impressive signing purely for the fee that we paid for him and the guy, you know, obviously can do it uh, in a tough league, the Premier League, you know, not playing for a not playing for a, for a, a well-known club, do you know what I mean? Uh, Malaga would just, uh, I'd never say the club, we don't offer that. But, also, but really stand out, there's only one guy and that's, that's Michael Keane for me. He's been absolutely different class, really. You know, when you think that you don't see the best of players until maybe October, November, when players start finding their feet, he slipped right in. What a class act. I mean, how, how great must he have looked for Burnley? You know, when, when you see how, how much that he's standing out in our team, it's fantastic. But actually, the two the two best performers have been the two highest signings in pre season, if you ask me, you know, Pickford and Keane have been, been you know, fantastic. But well, Keane, different class. The one that stands out for me, I think, is Classen. And I, I know he's, he's probably taken quite a lot of stick over the past couple of yeah. games in pre-season but I, th I don't think it's warranted to be honest I think you know as, as Sean said before it's still pre-season he's still getting used to you know the, the pace yeah. of competitive football um, and for Everton to go and, and nab an Ajax captain I, I think what is he 23-24 years of age you know we still got a lot of years left in and for Everton to do that I think um, 
I think we've, we've got an absolute steal and I'm, I reckon we've got an absolute bargain I think he's only going to come into his own the more he gets to play the Premiership football gets used to the pace of the Premiership um, and it only stands us in good stead I think and we won't, we won't, we won't be in the, the only side interested in him as well would we you know as no. you say Ajax captain alone that brings a status in itself doesn't it so what about you Jed I mean Jordan Pickford's done well hasn't he I mean most of them have done well they seem to have settled all of, the signings, you could, you, all of the signings, you couldn't disagree. They're, they've all been class acts, I think, really. And the thing is, they're all hungry and they're all young, apart from Rooney. But he's been there before, and that's a major sign. And I think it'll just put us all over the globe, really. I think Rooney. Um, but the one for me it will, will be Pickford. I think, really. I don't think I've seen a few goalies at Everton over my time, but, uh, and this, they've never had anybody since Neville Southall. I think if you want to win anything, you've got to have a keeper and they've just made a, a big statement there we want him and I'm surprised other clubs haven't picked him up the, the size the age of him he could be there for another 10 years I just think his distribution of the ball his handling he just exudes confidence that's what I was trying to touch on before more of a team and it stems from me from the back I think really from him and then of course Keane we've got the spine but without a spine you're nothing without a goalie you're nothing you can have Michael Keane there but it's the keeper behind if he's not one, one we've had last year you're always going to be nervous watching from the ground and that but this fella I just can't wait to see him in action really well not too much action like but just to see him because <laughs> he'll run that defence I think really and that will be a major thing we're not conceding that many goals they were yeah. a class side against the severe there but you know it's disjointed we've got players coming in and out but once we get the team and the structure of the team and he's leading from the back and Keane in the middle it can only be onwards and upwards for me and the rest of them will follow I agree Klassen I was delighted as an Ajax captain coming to play here his touch and movement with Rooney the one-twos there's a lot more one-twos going on in these couple of games we're not seeing that much because it's only these pre-season games but that Rusembre game last week I remember ever some when they won the UEFA Cup and they were playing an Irish side was it home UCD University College Dublin University College we were going out there of course yeah, yeah. we were going out that game we could have easily gone out and then from that the rest is history so maybe it's the same sort of inauspicious start really it's just a qualifier and we'll go on now you know well I agree about Pickford and um, you know I've been openly critical about Everton's keepers for I bored everyone with it to be honest uh, <laughs> my baby, yeah. since Nigel Martin I've probably been moaning about it to be honest um, obviously we all look at Neville Southall but I agree with what you say 30 million for Pickford we got linked with him he's gone out he's already shown why you pay that money for him and he could ultimately play for Everton for 18, 20 years because yeah. of his age so steal. That, he makes that money back you know threefold um, I'm excited by that everything else I don't want to repeat what you've just said but I, I'm excited I, I, I think Sandro's going to be in a man myself I think uh, he's going to bully defenders he's going to shoot on sight that's the type of player we want at Everton FC yeah. I, think, I think you could argue that each of the signings has, has, has been impressive for, for a different reason sort of yes. as you said earlier sort of discounting Martina as just a, a squad player you, you've got you've got Sandro as sort of the up and coming one who everybody was looking at who, yeah. who, who we've it's sort of a bit of a coup that we've managed to get him and especially at the price well, that, that's the thing yeah we, we are so potentially he's a star in the making um, I think Pickford and Keane are impressive for 
their performances they've been impressive Pickford's commanding the box he can kick the ball which is nice to see um, you know Keane looks yeah. like he's good in there he's not he's not making mistakes which to be fair we Jackie Alker and Williams last couple of years they have been making mistakes Funes Mori I mean he's got 50p shaped feet so um, <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice change um, Klassen was impressive because again it was that ruthless efficiency. We, was, does anyone here was linked to Klassen? Because I never. All of no. a sudden he was just signed. Came from Nottingham. Came from Nottingham. All yeah. of a sudden we'd signed him, and as everyone said, he was the Ajax captain. We then all of a sudden we've just signed him. Um, and then the Rooney one. That whilst I don't think Rooney played well in the couple of competitive games we've had. Commercially, that was a great signing. It was the right thing to do, and you can already see how many times over the past month of Everton been on back pages you know it's, it's, it's taken a lot for us to be on a back page but we've been there and, and, and that's why that's successful well when we went on when Rooney signed it was notable on Sky and BBC Sport every time he clicked onto it it was just like Everton this Everton that and um, Rooney was obviously top of the bill on all of them but then that succession of signings and then Rooney came amongst that didn't he Everton was like the name on everyone's on everyone's lips, neutral fans, media, yeah. pundits, whatnot, and it, it's, I think because it's died off a little bit because of the delay over Sigurd, Sigurdsson and with yeah. Sol Lukaku and it's been a bit of a, in some people's opinions, a bit of a damp squid pre-season, but um, I think we need to try and not forget how, how, how good a summer this has been in comparison to years gone by at Everton. And yeah. We've got really? to all be on, we've all got to be on board going into the Stoke game because you can't afford no no negativity going into it. No, even if Cumin's still unsure about his formation, even if we're still being linked with players and, and everything's not done, we still need to go into it in positive frame of mind, try and get a good result because we've got a massive month ahead. No, I think that's where Rooney will help. Never mind just commercially, his link-up play. I think his knowledge, experience is going to be. You can't put a price on that, and you'll see that. You'll see that over the coming months of this season if he retains his fitness and he gets a break when we're winning a game and that it'll be, it'll be invaluable I think I think that could be the major one I, I love Pickford and the rest of them but for him and his touch and his knowledge of the game his experience I think you can't put a price on that especially playing up front so if we get other players and, and they're going to they're going to benefit from uh, from Rooney but also Sandro is going to benefit hugely I think from his experience and his touch and Thomas Carver-Lewin as well yeah all of yeah, these yeah. everything in the changing room these young lads who see everything that we've said before everything, when they see him and changing and coming out and playing with a passion and the positions he's been in for Manchester United in the past and in, in games that he's just brought to, brought to life himself with his own ability then that's that's the other X factor that we'll have this year I think I think for me the Rooney situation I think it, it's good that you know we've got him in and, and as Sean said commercially yeah. makes sense for Everton to, to do that because that's that's the side that we need to improve on yeah. is the is the commercial side of the, of the Everton brand if you like. But on the pitch, Rui for me is more effective when he's a lot deeper and playing in that deeper role. Yeah. I don't think he's he's got, he's got it in him now to play that sort of low man up front and I think that's probably where no. Sandro will come in um, with Rooney just a little bit deeper where Absolutely. he can start pulling the strings a little bit and you've probably seen it already yourselves in, in the pre-season games where Klassen Sandro and Rooney them little one touch into crit yeah. into yeah. masses yeah. around the edge of the yeah. box and yeah. it reminds me of like what and I don't want to make that comparison but when you look at David Silva pulling the strings for the likes of Man City in the middle of the park yeah. I, I, see Rooney, I 
see I see that Rooney in that sort of same mould as just making the making the play, you know, left, right, pulling defences every which way. But then, we do need other players yeah, to with, win alongside. With Sandro, hopefully Sigurd and the class and then you've got the legs around it. Sandro as well, there's a lot of yeah. energy up there then all of a sudden, you know, and quality in the right areas. Yeah, Rooney's uh, Gonna have a big part to play. Down, no bearing on his pre-season form at all. I think, I think he's gonna up his intensity come Saturday. People focus on his pre-season form, don't they? And say he looks, he looks knackered and he's this and that. He's a different role now. And he was a kid. He was a teenage lad running at defences last time we saw him running out in an Everton shirt. He's not now. He's a man, and he's a couple of yards off the pace. Um, I'm over there as well. He's the same age as me, but it's it's hard to get up and down. But I agree with what you guys say about his influence around the place, how he dictates the game. I think he'll find his position in Cumin and Walsh brought him back for a reason, not just to not just for to sell shirts, you know what I mean? Because that money goes to kit bag or as we all know. But yeah. um, I'm hoping he has a point to prove as well, yeah, really, because yeah. he was just left on the bench last year and he kept his mouth shut. Yeah. And uh, he just got on with it really and he's been treated pretty badly, I thought, in the last twelve months for Manchester United. So I think he'll like to ram it down people's uh, throats really if he can get on the end of things and score some goals he'll be massive news again you can imagine on Sky Sports if he scores a goal and that's what we want our profile we need to raise it and we have raised it as soon as he was signed just on that when you said Sky Sports I, I mean I can't remember anyone doing this but when was the last time Everton made a sign and, and the con- press conference was live on Sky Sports News yeah, yeah. Never. You know I mean, that's all you need to know about the Rooney brands you know he's yeah, going to take yeah. us commercially to the next level yeah, yeah. You know, never saw so, that ever mm. you see a couple of you lads replicating his haircuts as well in terms of the rest of the squad sorry I'm just moving on um, <laughs> Sean's more taking your class than he does me what areas do we need to strengthen obviously sorry. we talked about this last week and, you, and I've been I'm largely positive about Everton this summer um, but I found myself the other week moaning to a couple of lads about wanting more and yeah. it, it, these new signings give you the thirst for more but if you look at the, the, the players that have gone out on loan or been sold from Everton in terms of the sheet in terms of the squad sheet numbers we, we do need more players but the thing is now I'm saying this the other day when Everton make a signing it's a status signing it's a signing for the first team it's a signing to start almost isn't it yeah they're harder to get aren't they rather than filling the squad with McGeady's and Cleverly's and players like that or you know yeah, yeah. respect to them but I'm not really asked to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of Evertonians think right this needs to go on Sigurdsson's one I'll go round the table is he worth the money I think he is in today's money you know when you, you look I look at, the way I think of it now is you look at last season say 15 million pound player they're now 35 40 million yeah. pound player because of just the inflation in the in the transfer prices so don't get me wrong it's a, it's a hell of a lot of money 50 million that if you know if that's two of what we're going to pay 45 plus add-ons but are you going to lose any sleep if we pay it though absolutely not no it's not my money so I hate stats but they, they, they do shape up better than pretty much anyone else's and if you I go by Swansea fans reaction they're absolutely gutted about losing it 
you know, he was there the whole reason they stayed up last season, which tells a lot about that player. Um, and, and also, I back Koeman and Walsh a lot. I know people question a few of their signings, but they can see the whole picture. We can't. We're looking at snippets here and there, and we'd like, they're looking at the whole picture, and clearly, and they can see what what they need to make it work. And so, so again, since Quill, clearly a good player who they believe they can make even into a better player. Yeah, if you look so, at it in, in isolation, 50 million is is too much for a player. Not not of his quality, but of his age, because he, he, he's not he's not a young player. So we're not we're not signing potential. We're signing him for now. But if you look at it in the wider picture at the moment, Cooman said it the other day. 16 other clubs in the Premier League have spent more money than us this season yeah. when we look at it net so if we take it looking at that you've got to pay it because we're still not paying or we're still not net paying as much as other people are so we've got to do what we need to do to compete and if that's what Swansea want that's what we're going to have to pay if we the, want our The man. thing is though if we want a player you know we're, we're going to have to pay top money for the top player simple as that yeah, otherwise, some, otherwise another club's going to come in and, yeah. and, and just take him away from us and then yeah. we'll probably sit there in three, six months time and go do you know what we're missing a player like Sigurdsson yeah. you know what I mean so it's good to get them sort of players well, in I remember, I remember Koeman saying last year he was wanting a team around the 26 years of age sort of mark really and I thought I can understand that right. it's, it's about this mix of the young ones which we've got in abundance now as well let's not forget about them but he wants players like class and uh, uh, mid, uh, that age sort of thing that can bring some experience to him. I think the money's irrelevant, really. What shocks it anymore? It's nothing who's worth a million. And well, Neymar's gone for 200 million. <laughs> yeah. It's not our money. For me, if Coleman wants him, that's good enough for me. Yeah. That's it. Whatever the price. For me, if it improves Everton and we have to pay 50 million, then so be it. That's my attitude Absolutely. towards it. Yeah. But I was really happy that Cumin brought up the fact that we need a, a winger as well yeah. and a striker because I think a lot of almost everyone who you speak to on, on Twitter in general has identified that we need a lot more pace down yeah. the wings. Not so much the right, I think as Lockman and Kenny highlighted yesterday, but down the left we're, we're really short. Yeah. Um, He's so publicly declared, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's three players. Plus Sigurdsson, yeah. as I read it. But, yeah, you know. no one sort of knew whether he was classing Sigurdsson as the as winger. Because he's not a winger. So he isn't. It, 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 it is a query of what, of what exactly he meant by so that. So it brings it on nicely to the next point, really. And there's been a mark, you put a fan vote on Twitter about this as yeah. well. Um, what areas do we need to strengthen in addition to what we've all just been talking about um, Sigurdsson there and obviously that's a creative area but the vote went out um, on Twitter 24 hours ago and of that vote 83% said we need a striker 8% said a centre back 6% said a left winger and 3% said other um, so it's it's a resounding striker to be honest yeah that's one on the again round the table yeah, yeah. It it's, it's got to be, hasn't it? Because, what, like I've said, we, we we're signing Sigurdsson for now. What we've done, we've, we've obviously lost one of the best strikers in in the world, haven't we? And we've replaced him at the moment with Rooney, who we all agree could do something for us, but undoubtedly is past his best. Sandro could be great, but we we hope he will, but we don't know. So we've not 
replaced Lukaku in any way, shape or form really. It's someone who we know can do the job now and if we want to compete you've got to go and spend a big chunk of that 90 million on getting someone who can so, replace Sorry them. to interrupt but Everton have only had one striker for the past five years so why is everyone saying it now? Or has everyone just been saying it but no one's done nothing about it because Lukaku's been so good three, four years. Everyone's saying we need a yeah. striker. Oh, in theory we've got three. Well, we don't really know about Sandro yet is he saying really? Sandro Rooney and Dominic Calvert-Lewin is he going to get the calls that Lukaku that's why he's getting these other players in because he wants the responsibility to be shared yeah, yeah. Sigerson's going to get many goals he's the one who creates them he doesn't actually get that many himself does he yeah. and that's why I know about Sandro that's why I was in the 8% of defenders yeah. because I voted defenders on that and I think it's massively important I mean Ashley Williams should not be anywhere near that starting no. level for me now um, Jaggy Elkers you know Mr. Reliable you know yeah. Yeah. but who do we get in then really we, we definitely need a defensive cover anyway well someone mentioned that on Twitter yesterday so it was a great show it was Danny Blind, uh, Danny Blind, even sorry, from uh, from United, which is the exact position came and described the left centre back, left back cover, and he's filled in brilliantly. I mean, if there's ever a chance of getting him, Danny would be absolutely tailor made. Because the centre and the Galloway out on loan, that's a yeah, and I think it showed why they sent him out on loan in his first sort of 15, 20 minutes. Was he no um, good? No, he no. absolutely yeah, had a nightmare to be honest on Friday night. Um, just, uh, showed why he needs a good season on loan. <laughs> so it, 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 those positions we've just mentioned, so it's a resounding striker from everyone. Yeah. Um, left-sided centre half for me. I want to see left footers. I want to see left foot, left wingers, left left footed creative players at Everton. To be honest, I don't know whether DC Sigurdsson has a role like potentially Pienaar used to do and cutting in, but there's no natural width to Everton, is there? Apart from Balassi. Who, who knows when he's going to come back but well, there hasn't been any width for a good number of years to be fair that, that's what I mean there's not been there's not been strength in depth in terms of strikers there's not been strength in depth in terms of wide players why is that with Everton no, and you see it every week don't you Baines gets the ball gets to the halfway line and then his hands are on his hips as if to say yeah. every single week there is nothing in front of me and I feel as if uh, between, uh, maybe Koeman has noticed I don't know he has said he wants a winger hasn't he for three years under Martin has he never he's, he never seems maybe to that's what Sigerson is so that'll be on that side really yeah. with, uh, with Baines generally and, uh, and he sees Morales and Balassi as the, the right hand options yeah but then maybe. you've got Lachman and Kenny as yeah. well so well, the right hand is looking really strong yeah. and there's nothing on the left there's an imbalance a clear imbalance there you have to remember we're getting trying talking about getting major statements from major players that you said but there's also there are a lot of young lads there and you don't know whether you know they've all had experience of the premiership last year yeah. whether they'll step up this year we don't know really. absolutely you know, yeah. we don't know whether they're going to come to the front certainly that John Joe Kenny looked quite impressive and his attacking yeah. desires down the right hand side and I'm hoping that he's given an opportunity this he's, year as well no. certainly with the UEFA thing yeah. there'll be opportunities for the games won't they for, for the squad to come into fruition really so in terms of personnel and like names again this was another fan vote that you've done we spoke about strikers we'll go round and ask everyone if there's, if there's a particular striker on, on everyone's lips but um, on the fan vote it was 64% Olivier Giroud 
16% Danny Welbeck, which is a rumour that's come about in the past 24 to 48 hours, and Christian Benteke was 13%. Other police states was 7%. Yeah. Um, you had a few, a few replies about that, but there was a, a lot of people talking about Olivier Giroud. That rumour won't go away. It seems today he's declared that he wants to fight for his place at Arsenal, if you read reports correctly. So it's like kind of leaves us with. I don't know, there should be a lot more options to us available, but I don't want that techie to be honest with you. See, I would. I, I See, would. I would have Welbeck as well, See, a fit Welbeck. You've got the pace and the power. Well, that, that, that's that's the know. thing, though, you're saying a fit Welbeck. Yeah, exactly. When, yeah. when is he fit for the whole season? I know. Whereas Christian Benteke, one, he's fantastic in the air. Yeah. Two, he's half decent with his feet. And three, he's a big unit and he's a target man to, you know, to bring our midfielders, the likes of Klassen, the likes of Rooney, into play. So, um, you know, for me, I, th- I think I'd that go seems to have died, doesn't it? And Giroud is still going strong, isn't it? And and he, he's been treated shabbily by Arsenal. He was a sub again yesterday, wasn't it? So maybe, yeah. you know, I'd like to see him there because every time he comes on for Arsenal, he's used to playing football as well. He scores, he's a threat. Yeah. If he's on a permanent position at Everton, who knows, you know, if he's playing up front yeah. all the time. I think it would be a major signing if we could get him. Yeah. Some other names, sorry, Sean, is, is Eden Zeko. He was on. He was last I heard. He was on loan at Roma. Uh, Dembele from Celtic and also Wilfred Bonny. But that's no, just, no, no, you're going back a bit it's there. I'm trying to sign him. So Bonny showed nothing has he the last no. two, two seasons. You know, Giroud's got all the experience, hasn't yeah. he? You know, he'd be yeah. great for Sancho, great for Rooney. That's It'd it. absolutely be the major signing if we could get them. And it's still running, but we're not yeah. sure. Well, he's different to Rooney and Sancho. That's, yeah. that's the thing. We don't. There's no point buying another one of them. Another come on another experience but he is the player that can do it now and to be fair he's never really held down a place at Arsenal Um, he's been in and off the team but when he's played he scores goals and that's not a bad habit for a striker he seems to have a great attitude doesn't he yeah he does he's treated bad yeah yeah you do need that that target man because I remember for years watching Mo Johnston Beardley and Cotty (laughs) and there was another five foot five guy amongst them brings an option doesn't he he's an option and if you look at that that strike force then if you have Giroud Calvert-Lewin Rooney Sandro you've got a depth of different qualities haven't you so Adamola Lukman Lukman as well where's he going to go you don't know do you no a couple of other mentions just because we're on it was Bastos and um, also Anthony Martial but I don't think he's going to prize him away from United especially on it I don't really know much about Bastos but maybe we should go in for that Mbappe (laughs) no one else is (laughs) After the initial signings, like everyone's excited, they've been class signings, but there's been a bit of a lull. I'm thinking, oh, get the Sigerson over the line. And who else are we going to get? Let's get a couple more in, because it'll be a tough season with so many games being played. We'll bring the young ones in, but we need experience. Absolutely. Who brings that? So, moving, moving swiftly on, um, the next item is what, what formation and team would you start against Stoke? I'm not going to expect you to name the full 11, everyone, but what would... What are you looking at there in terms of how judging on pre-season, judging of the personnel we've got up to now, even if Sigurdsson signed before the weekend, he's not going to play against Stoke, is he? So no. how would you go? He's experimented with the three at the back, where he had Tom Davis right, right wing back and he had Leighton Baines didn't really work, did it? Let's be honest. Pack that midfield because we can pack that midfield, add more Bezos to the mix and we've got about 10 lads that can play there. Yeah. Um, what do you see happening against Stoke? 
I don't think you're going to be far off the, the team that starts I think it's severe, uh, severe. Yeah. I don't think you, you're, not, you're not a million miles away there it's obviously depending on what players can come in as you say there Mark Sigurdsson you know, if, if he does sign in the next few days won't be fit to play um, he's going to need to another few uh, training sessions under his belt before he's even looking at getting into the starting eleven. Um, Jed mentioned it before. I think John Joe Kenny's in with a massive shout um, to to start. You know, he, he yeah. came on against Severe and I thought he'd done really well. You know, he's, he's up against really well class players there. Coleman, he he is, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's got a good engine on him. And um, him and uh, I think it was it Luckman on the on the right hand yeah. side. You know, the pair of them. I thought he linked up really well. Mm. So I think he's in with a massive shout. To be honest with you, mm. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I just I think. I'd love to see just the one holding midfield player because I don't think Schneider and Gay work together. Yeah, well, that's exactly because, what I was going to say. Sorry, mate, the other day Schneider had a stinker, if you ask me, um, away at Rusen, but, but uh, Gay had to do most of the work and, and too much of Gay on the ball and he starts giving it away a lot. Doesn't keep it simple, so I think just the one holding and more energy around him with class and um, and then Tom Davis maybe back in his favourite role, you know, who's been great, I think, the last couple of years. Yeah. But, I'd love to see just for once. I mean, God knows how many times we've started with two defensive mids at home. I'd love to see a bit of boldness for once and yeah. just start with maybe maybe Schneider. And I could see Gay doing that, coming mm. off the bench or you know playing bit parts all season. I know he's a key player. Yeah. For, for, for me, the, the first names on our team she's against Stokers, Pickford, Keane, uh, Tom Davis, and Sandro. Yeah, and, and you, you fit the rest around it. I'm not going to say we need to do this and have this formation, but they're, they're the names for me that I, I want to see starting. No, when he mentioned when Kuma mentioned he wanted a left-sided centre half or left-sided defensive player, makes you think: Is he going to play with three centre halves and yeah. go with the two wing backs? You know what I mean? Play the likes of Jagielka, Keane. And Williams or, or take one of them out and yeah, replace him with a new sign. So he's he's experimenting, he? and yeah. you know we obviously identified that as one of our weaknesses. So yeah. makes you think: Is he going to go with the three centre half? I think he might. Have to, we've seen him toy with it a couple of times, haven't we? And, but I'm never sure whether the, the actual playing personnel have, have really taken to it. They've, they've been falling over each other a little bit, and it just worries me that, that none of them have ever really played that way. We've not had a run of games where we've been able to do it because the results yeah. haven't enabled us to do it and to me I, I think he'd like to do it but I just question whether in the past it's looked as if it's going to work and whether by doing that you're affecting too much in front of you as well and upsetting the, the, the whole balance of the team but I mean on paper it looks as if it should but it's different on the pitch isn't Baines good enough to be a wing back anymore I think he's probably too old isn't he to, to, to do that Baines is on the way down yeah. absolutely on the way down he's a great player he's been serving 10 years I think it's today isn't it today, yeah. for the club um, fantastic but you know we can't be going on sentimental all the time he's clearly lost a yard or two apiece which is he's not getting past players anymore Um that's just one of them. I think what it's quite clear is that Cooman's got a complete lack of faith in his defence at the moment. Keen aside, Pickford, the, the other centre back options he's not too impressed with. Yeah, and perhaps that's why he's, he's persisted in playing the two holding midfielders against well everyone, basically, hasn't he? Um, Extra protection. Yeah, but I agree with you, Mark. I would, I would love to see, he, not, not in every game, because I do think actually for the most part. Gray and Schneider and do work well together. Yeah. But it'd be nice against you know Stoke at home 
not to see those two line up together and just as you say to see the one you know if we're away at you know Stamford Bridge laugh and play play yeah. the two holding midfielders absolutely we're going to need that but when you're at home against Stoke or Burnley or West Brom that, yeah. that's just the last thing you want to see isn't it absolutely I don't want to see better Hino running at Ashley Williams though <laughs> <laughs> just get some shit out to me <laughs> to be honest Ashley Williams pull starts walking out with Anfield I'm not even going to bother watching that <laughs> Do you reckon? Do you, do you think you want to see Morales starting first name on the No one said that. I want to see a contract. I just don't, <laughs> I can't come to terms with that. For me, I, I, Snyder and the guy, I think, are crucial to Everton. Really, I loved them. I think the he's a Rolls Royce of a player, Snyder, and when he came, I think that that raised the bar completely. And that guy, his engine on him, I like Everton with those two in. Everything else fits in for me around them too. But while you've got those two players in, and, and uh, the way he's taken over from Gareth Barry with his touch and his availability all the time Snyder and and, uh, and Guy as well with his engine and closing games down I think uh, th- those two that I Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I want to see all the time to be honest I think they're quality players I don't know about any other formation I think it's going to be Sandro and Rooney they're going to be up front I don't know whether Morales still get a game Tom Davis I don't know it really not sure what title turn up on the Saturday and what formation but what it does do with the players that he's got the, bl- the blend of the uh, experienced and young is just give him options so uh, you'd be second guessing all the time what team's going to be there on Saturday uh, against that opposition but I know the bench will be strong as well and if you've got young lads on the bench as well when they're coming on 20 minutes from the end when defences are tired and I'm looking forward to seeing the likes of Calvert-Lewin and Luckman taking on teams yeah. hopefully a good and we carry on the uh, record we had last year as well because it was brilliant good old record yeah and it, it, again it brings it on nicely to the next point and the fact that we've got loads of games so we're going to be using these younger lads or maybe these fringe players as we exactly. call them yeah um, just on the Europa League with the draws made the other day we're playing Hajduk split uh, of Croatia 
Some well, saying that didn't I? Just had to. <laughs> you struggled with us and back and forth. <laughs> and no one, no one's passed that test. <laughs> and we're playing them at home first. But if you look at that run of fixtures, you've, you've probably all seen the fixtures of yeah. Stoke, then Chelsea, Monday night, Hagstock going away, and then coming back. The Chelsea game has been pushed. Sorry, Man City before Chelsea, isn't it? That's been pushed to the Sunday. And then I looked beyond that. Um, thought right, September will be a bit. Easier, and you've got Spurs and United within the. Uh, yeah, but weeks. that's it, though, Mark. I think we have to change the mindset now, and that's what Coleman's done since he's come in. That's why I'm so excited with him as a manager. We have to change being Evertonians of the past and moan and thinking we can't do this or even for the top four. We have to think, take take it on now. Take anybody on. Why can't we play City and beat them with theirs? And why can't we go to Chelsea? You've got to change the mindset or try to get a draw. Why don't we go for it now? We've got the players in he's changed all our attitude excited us for, uh, for the first time in years I think in the pre-season all the players that they've got in it can nothing be positive so if we do get beat by them but at least we'll know right from the start but what if we do beat them what if we draw against them when we come away from that one and the next month what will that do to the team and the confidence but it yeah. won't crush you anyway there's young players in there there's new players uh, experienced players we, we just got to deal with it I think it's good that we're playing them to be honest rather than playing the likes of West Brom and that at the start we'll know where we are pretty quick by Christmas we'll know where we are when we're playing these teams it's not like you have on and going out there they're going to be sorry they even crossed us it's right though isn't it though yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's Change the mindset. That mentality, isn't it? Of oh, what a bad start to the season. We've got, well, we said, well, we've got to play them all anyway. Let's just get on with it, kind yeah, of thing. Do it now. Whilst we're optimistic, we're prepared because we've had already games, competitive games. So we shouldn't be worn out. We should be up and ready for it on Saturday and go on from you that. You be the captain's armband. Yeah, I just, think, I, minute, I just think you know with the players that we've got. Remember when they got Pickford? Remember when they got Keane and Sandro? And how we all felt? It's it's gone a little bit of a lull, and we want Sigerson in, and we might still get more. But Saturday, Saturday we start, and then let's take on Chelsea. Let's take on Manchester City. Let's take well, on anyone. Yeah. Hadjuk split is a tough game. First game, it's at Goodison. Yeah, typical Everton. It can't be. We play never the is. Game not like there. them clouds. Not like the, we won't mention them. You know. <laughs> That. But that's what we're about now. We have to change it. But let's go for it. Let's go for it. We've got the quality now. You know. Is anyone going to try and follow that? No, <laughs> I'm I'm all that, all that. So on, on the Europa League is, you know, that's that's where we all wanted to go. That first initial step of making it into Europe is to get into the Europa League, and yeah. that's what we've done. So we can't really sit here, like, in my opinion, and moan. No. You know, we've got all these fixtures to compete with. That's what we want as Evertonians. Yeah. We want to go and travel through Absolutely. Europe. Absolutely. How many you games know, United? That, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, you know. My, my opinion and made up heaven are back in Europe I'm, yeah, I'm aspiring for the Champions League so that'll be the same when we go there but that's the idea of having the squad and the quality of players we need to raise it now all the time yeah. we're not happy to be 4th or 5th or 6th can we finish in the top 10 we should be looking to try and be the champions in the future yeah. no point taking part if Otherwise, you don't want to be the champions bother, yeah, no, no point bothering yeah. top 4 is not good enough yeah. we want to win the league again we've got to look at those those fair few games as not as something to be intimidated by but as the most fantastic opportunity because if you've got a set of good results in them first five games every game after that becomes just a bit of a gimme really it's, it's, it's that sort Spot of Leicester on. phenomenon isn't it it's just you get yeah. on that little Leicester bit of a run yeah. and 
anything can happen after that. You know, we we, we saw. You know, I don't want to talk about Liverpool, but we saw Liverpool do it a few seasons ago when when they when they probably should have won the league. It's any opportunity to talk about uh, Gerard Slipham, really, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they got in that momentum every game. These they started off. They were two 0 up before the opposition were going. If we can get a good few results off at the first start of the season, every game after that, your confidence is sky high. Then you've got all your players in. You know where we're going, and before you know it, exactly. Yeah. So you've got the momentum behind them. Results Everything right behind it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, because you're going to start taking bets on Christmas Day. That's the point of the season ticket and If you can't be enthused about yeah. it and you don't aim yeah, for the stars, on. reach yeah. for the stars, we well, want it. everything. We've got a manager, we've got a chairman. Look what we've done in the last 12 months. You know, sends a shiver down your spine thinking about it, really. You know, that's what yeah. I want for my son, for every Evertonian, really. You know, that we go on and we actually win something mm-hmm. and then that's the next step and then we win something else you know that's, mm-hmm. it, it should start here since those signings it should start from here the likes of Pickford and Keane and Sandro it starts from here now a different Everton brilliant I just feel like ending it there because I've seen the next point on the agenda <laughs> well, yeah. but you know we're, no, we're talking about the, the real things that are going on at Everton and the next um, agenda point is Ross Barkley's situation just you know general overview from everyone about it uh, well, I'm completely indifferent to it now. I, I really have no emotion to it, whether he stays or goes. Now it's dragged on for far too long. Seems like he's took some bad advice. He's leaving the party before it's even got started. Um, he's left. He's sort of wants to leave Everton at the most prominent time in his career for Everton. I don't get it. It's clearly he doesn't get on with Cumin that well. Um, maybe I'm guessing, but. I'm, I couldn't care less if he stayed or went. No, I don't see Koeman as, as, as him in his plans anyway. It's ironic, really, because you're watching these games and you think, of good Ross Barkley, we could have done with, you know? But it's, and yeah. he sat right there in the stands. I don't know. I just think it's best for everyone that he moves on and we move on as well. I, I've sat here since I was invited on the podcast and, you know, two marks know my feelings on, <laughs> on Barkley and I'm sure a lot of people on Twitter know my feelings on him as well. And he, for me, he's, he's not a winner. He doesn't want to compete technically yet he's very good but anything beyond that he's found wanting all the time in my opinion you know I've, I've never been shy of saying I think Everton should sell him and, and get the money that they can for them and reinvest it into the squad the only thing that I would say is is with the European competition now you are sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place I think because with all the games coming thick and fast like we've just spoken about probably to have someone like a Ross Barkley on the bench as a squad player might benefit us in the long run Yeah. Um, but also saying that is he going to bring any additional quality to that what we've already got you know what I mean so it's a bit of a tough one with Ross I mean in my opinion yeah sell him but if you're going to sell him sell him as soon as you can so you've got that time to reinvest the money yeah. back into the team yeah we are missing that I think it's an extra person since his mask started stop cutting his hair all <laughs> <laughs> gone down I think it was knew about it last year didn't he towards yeah. the end of the season so he has he's trying to get the players in and you're forgotten about it I've seen Ball when I was a kid going and he was my hero and then the likes of Lineker going as well and Rooney as well if he goes he goes it'd be a shame because I agree with you it'd be an option I like the options now with this the competitions we're in this year we need more players 
all the time so you wouldn't really like him to go I'd like him to, to stay but he's going but for me it's Kuhlman it's Kuhlman now he's the manager he's in charge quite clearly if you want to go off your pop then and we move on and that's it as a club we just need him out of the place now because he's just a bit of a distraction yeah. but I think he's chosen the wrong time to go as well I think it's quite ironic I mean I'll time where this is best to come but when Rooney left local lad we all wanted him to do well because we all especially a few of us around here were same ages and local lad doing well for the Boyle club we sold him because Everton needed to sell him ultimately we needed the money Rooney's gone to do great things ironically 10, 11, 12 whatever however many years later it is we've now got another homegrown talent coming through across Barkley talked up to be something great we don't need the money to sell him and he could be part of a new dawn and a new chapter as you said quite likely he's leaving the party before it's even got started which usually happens with me because he's just going to get off and it's it's due to I don't know I don't know it's an attitude thing a mentality thing I've heard all sorts of different rumours but I, I agree with my dad he says I want, I, I want to stay I'm, I'm a fan of him I'm a fan of Lukaku as well and um, I wanted them both to stay but ultimately it's 2017 times are different it, it sound like a broken record but they are just another number Everton in a different place if his head's, yeah. not, in, if it, if his head's not with Everton it needs to be elsewhere because we're moving on and we'll show that the thing now what, what we've got at the helm is a manager who is a winner he is a born winner you know he's yeah. only played for Barcelona for the amount of years that he's no. played and you're not a winner so to have a winner at the helm and as I said before Ross isn't a winner for me and I think that's why Koeman and, and him probably clash a little bit mm-hmm. because Koeman wants to win it so bad he wants to get that three points or he wants to get to the next round and Barkley just goes through the motions and I don't think that no. obviously it fits in with Koeman's style of management or play there's a clash of personalities there then isn't there yeah there's, there's a clash of the fan base as well isn't there I mean yeah, yeah, he's polarised opinion pretty much uh, more than anybody else I think And but the, I think the one thing that everyone's united on is everyone was desperate for him to be brilliant and it, it's not happened I mean it, it, it's a bit of an enigma for me because theoretically he's brilliant but practically he's not and I, I, I don't I, I'm not sure how the two sort of marry together but to me I always think he's, he's got the ability but he, he doesn't know how to use it yeah. He, he, he almost needs the game to like have a little time out stand there weigh up his options and then decide what to do and unfortunately the, the Premier League just, just doesn't give you the time to do that so for yeah. me cash in now and use the money to reinvest in someone player, else isn't it? you've watched them at Goodison oh, yeah. last year and thinking oh, a simple pass and it's delayed and he could have done it and he gets intercepted <laughs> and he was allowed Martinez was allowing him to do that but Koeman won't really you know no. uh, again it's just Koeman really you've got to go with him it's uh, the manager the first time we've had a manager like this for a long long time and if we can keep long him long here for a long time then Rooney asked, uh, sorry Barkley yeah has to go in the end he just needs he's just clouding the situation a, at the moment it's a mad one as well because I, I look at Barkley like I look at a centre forward sometimes if you do, if you don't have to think about something you do it instantly and yeah. it comes off Yeah. but if the kid's got to stand there and think about what he's got to do next he struggles to do it yeah do you He's got no. He's got all the talent, but no football brain to go with it, mm. isn't it? You know, it's just if he plays on instinct, then he then he's a great player. You know, like the the goal against City, where he just whips it in the top corner, mm. the ball just came to. You know, 
so many times last year he broke forward playing behind Lukaku and picked the wrong pass mm, time yeah. after time yeah. the, the most passing so. personalities Kuhlman's one yeah. that's the most important thing isn't it really so Absolutely. everybody keeps quiet you have, you're going off you go like you know, it could have gone on for a long time hopefully someone will pick him up yeah. but if it doesn't pick him up he'll be there won't he whether he'll be on the bench or something like that but there won't be very many yeah. opportunities he'll get to play if, if he does go how much realistically does he go for I don't think we're going to get anywhere near the 50 million they're asking. No. I think it'll probably be about late 29, 30, 29, 30 million, maybe, I'm guessing. I don't think he's worth 50 million. No. I really don't. He's, you know, he's he's a good player. I'm actually amazed he wants to go. I thought Rooney signing would have invigorated him more than absolutely anybody else. Mm. But it seems that way. But I think maybe 30 mid. But even that's stretching it. I think think he's got a year left on his contract. So. You know, you, you are looking at, in my opinion, probably between 15 and 20 million if you're going to sell him now. Mm. Because you he's think got. Because Sigerson, though, his age and what he's going for, Barkley's a better player, could be a better player. You know, the likes of someone like Tottenham could get him and he'd be a steal if you could get him for that amount of Potentially, but it's a, it's a could be again, though, and, yeah. and a lot of people yeah. have said, you know, he's got potential. I think, what is he, 24? Well, it's a game. 24. And now we're not waiting anymore. No, that's no, a no, experience. And I think he's out with the potential and in with the proven. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would take the yeah. for Barkley. I've said for a couple of years that potentially Barkley's career perhaps ended the day Martinez answered uh, Ronaldo or Messi with Ross Barkley. And I, I think that gave him free reign to think, I'm a brilliant player, I can do what I want. And I think when Koeman's come in, um, as, as we've said, and, and actually managed him, yeah. I think he's liked it. Because um, he's, he's he's been he's been butted up by Martin, but yeah, Martin's did him no favours. No favours at all. He's been the absolute non-stop blowing smoke up his ass was, yeah. was not beneficial. Not to at all. So lads, the last bullet points on there before we get to any other business, I'm going to put back until the end of the podcast that that's all right. Expectations for the season, um, because we're moving. Positively and negatively up and down, like all sorts of things. So I wanna... Sounds like Everton season. Yeah. Yeah. It's just any old conversation with Everton. I think right now, with the squad that we have, the expectations are that we sort of maybe. No, no. Put this to the end, Mark. What? Oh, you put it to the end? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm doing you a favour, mate. I'm doing you a favour. Do you know what? It's not often I get a bit of an answer, mate. No, no. I was just going to. Sorry, mate. That's my fault. I didn't explain it. But I was just going to jump to them ones there. Fair dues. And then go back to that at the end. He's only had two pints as well. Two pints, yeah. No tea, though. (laughs) (laughs) No. Commitment. That's how dedicated he is. Yeah. He's wasting away, yeah. Um, Not quite. In terms of any other business, lads, we just put down, like, generally what we observed the past couple of days or weeks with news and one of the things talking about like what you said Sean about the divide over Ross Barkley and in the fan base and Lukaku let's be honest I mean Evertonians will fight about it and multi there's a lack of atmosphere Goodison, which was shown against Rosenberg which was Rooney's return and built to be this that and the other and it, it never happened did it let's be honest I know certain parts of the grounds are there are getting upgraded and whatnot. Um, record season ticket sales. It's hard to get a ticket these days for Everton, let's be honest, you know, that it's a sellout. We, that, that was last yeah. season, it was under Martinez as well. But with the newfound optimism off the pitch, signing players and stuff, it's only going to increase. Anyway, I'm waffling. There's a lack of atmosphere at Everton. The questions being posed to other, other Evertonians and other football fans and how you improve that atmosphere. Firstly, 
what's everyone's impressions on Goodison atmosphere and secondly how could you potentially look at improving it? I think it's it's obvious that Goodison need to kick up the ass. Well, for me an obvious answer would be when we went to Lille I was so impressed by the the not the, only their stadium the but the, yeah, the ten thousand <laughs> Evertonians but not just that they had a designated sort of singing end at, uh, behind each goal. I think it's certainly behind sort of their Gladys Street goal if you like. Um, you need that, I think. A, a designate. I know some people would be against it, but I, I wouldn't be. It's it, it's a constant source of atmosphere, and then you, you can only hope that others join in, you know. But that a designated singing end with no cases, drums behind the goal. Does that not tie You'd buy me the carpet. I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it. Say, Sandman would certainly improve atmosphere. People don't. It's natural to shout more, sing more when you stood than when you sat. That's just, you know. Yeah. I think that's just general. I think you could play every game and night matches and it would be brilliant yeah. to put us in the, the atmosphere there. But uh, I think it's down to the team, to be honest. If some of the games have been great atmosphere last year, playing some of the top sides and that. But if, the, if you're not playing that well, then the crowd do go quiet. I think, I think it's down to the team to put the foot in. But I've seen get a bit angry, get a bit passionate, and get the, team, get yeah. the crowd going. Yeah. Well, you need that. You need that sense of injustice, as always with Everton. You need a bad decision after effort to get us going. We, we, we thrive off that. Well, we need to have seen... people in there as well, and Rooney can provide that as well because he's in the referee's yeah. face already. He'll put his foot in, and hopefully he will motivate other play, players to put the foot in. Yeah. That gets the crowd up. We want to see passion. We don't see yeah. it that much, but if you see passion on the pitch, you're raised. Your level of expectation is raised. You become a bit more passionate. It's like the night matches. There's something happens at Goodison there but we did have some great games with Everton yeah. last year the, the Manchester City thing there you know the, it was just young people getting an opportunity there and we just cleared them off the park yeah it? yeah absolutely. sometimes there's, a, there's an instance in the game but if we raise the level of expectation and put our foot in from the start then we can get the crowd going every time I think yeah yeah I think we need stronger ale in the stands for <laughs> <laughs> the fans Carl, get everyone tanked up get everyone tanked up before the game on a Saturday I know they go to Black Horse and that but bring it, bring it <laughs> to the stands it tasted horrible but it was strongish and it could no Carl I mean you need four Carl just to feel like you've had a pint <laughs> yeah well it's, it's it's not the greatest percentage wise but I don't know maybe you know but I've seen worse teams and better atmospheres in the past mm. um, I'm not sure the, the character of people is in, is the same as it was back then right. um, you know different people are coming to the match yeah. I, I said sorry Matt last week um, about the singing section the singing sections on the Gladys Street concourse with the police at half time everyone swinging yeah. at fire exit time yeah. <laughs> it is though isn't it yeah. Yeah. ultimately if, if there's a big game or everyone's up for it you have a laugh down there we stand in the corner and you watch it don't you or you're part of it you go back to your seat a lot of people are just a bit like you know, playing on the phones some people look at you if you're singing as if to say why are you standing yeah. up mate what are you singing for I think, I think that's where the fans it's need to take some responsibility though you know and, and it's all well and good saying the players need to make a tackle but at the same time you know there's more of us than there is players so it's up to us to make that atmosphere that mentality thing then going there to Goodison to be, we're going to watch Everton it's instilled into us that we'll probably go a goal behind or we'll probably it'll take a, a, a snide tackle or a red card for us to get going should we not just be going there right we're going to beat Stoke 3-0 we're all Again. for it it's raging the place is raging Again, that's changing the mindset, isn't it? Raising yeah. expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the biggest something challenge. that we can 
foresee because we're all here and excited about the start of the season but mm. two months in it's that level of expectation you we're know that's what, we're, we're, what if we're not though what yeah. if we're up near the top everyone's going to that match already the season tickets were sold out last year most of yeah. the games weren't they you can't get a ticket for love nor money now sort of thing so the, you know so everyone's bought into that haven't they really they've bought into Kuhlman they've bought in even more to the silence let's see what is in, in the next month or two you know we We've got to change all us sitting here. We're talking from that experience in the past, me more than anybody really, but I feel like I need to get rid of that cloud, that cobwebs out of me brain now and think of this is a new Everton with a new manager, a new chairman, with new attitudes and new expectations. So we may all have to change our yeah. mindset in the next month. Get some of these quotes on the, on the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think. need any ale to watch Everton. I just love to be there. It's enough when Z cars goes and it goes down my spine, that's when I know I'm home. Yeah, absolutely. One thing sure. that would make a little bit of difference. One thing that would make a little bit of difference for me again, not to put uh, too much on the players though, is I'd just like to see us start a game fast and it's probably not the right time for me to say this because we scored after 30 seconds the other day, but you know <laughs> faster, 25. Yeah, generally speaking, it takes us a while to get going and it has done for a couple of seasons. You know, most games, even a good it's nil nil at half time you know we, we're not making mistakes but we're not creating anything um, and if we could just start a game and in the first even 10 minutes have a couple of chances I think that's what's going to get the fans up but when, it, when you're 25 minutes in and you're sat there and you just think Do you know what there hasn't been a shot in this game yet I, I think that's what brings everyone so down a bit announcing yourself in a game though isn't yeah, it yeah we just need to get out there and, and, yeah. and just impose ourselves on the game and maybe we've been missing a couple of um, sort of talisman players as yeah. Jed said earlier on you know previously we've, we've had our Duncan Ferguson we've had our Tim Kales yeah. we've yeah. not had a player like that in a, in a, in a little while who, who sort of dragged people through and I, I, I'm hoping that a couple of the ones that, that we've signed potentially you like to your Roonies and even your Classens yeah. who looks like a busy yeah. little player yeah. who's going to really buy into maybe that's going to make a little bit of difference someone who's, who's got a really good engine buzzing about everywhere so maybe we should see, but maybe we should sign Diego Costa then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, was, he wasn't on our strike at all. We were quite strong last year, though, in the second half of the match, weren't we? You know, coming towards the Gladys Street sort of thing. And it, that was down to the fitness as well, I thought. But um, hopefully the fitness level will go to another level now that he's had a lot longer with them. And I've seen that. I was trying to say that at the beginning. They seem to be more of a team. There seem to be more options. You know, like the City you were talking about before, where there's little angles, one-twos there seems to be more options with Everton that I've noticed just the one thing that I've seen stand out never mind the way some of them playing with authority and confidence but there are more options Classman is definitely going to give us more options all over the pitch really a very busy player so just we're speaking about new players there and, and, and talisman um, another one for the any, any other business really was Jagielka's new contract you could even talk about Morales' new contact, to be honest. Uh, and Leighton Baines' 10 years service. In fact, it was Jagielka 10 years service as well this week or something, but it was Baines' today. Just general thoughts on that. To be honest, a lot of people were surprised by Jagielka's new contract. No. I think they're, uh, they're, they're, they're sensible signings, them. I think Baines has to stay and Jagielka, especially for this season, I think, really. You know, you can call on both of them, I think, and they'll bring in valuable experience to the team, I think. 
lads. Yeah, I can only echo that. I mean, Jaggy Elk is probably. I mean, when it, when it first got announced, I was a little bit shocked, but now I've sort of sat down and digested a little bit. And I think, obviously, with the European competition, he's probably a decent backup, yeah. if not a yeah. first, first team starter. That's how I see so. yeah. I'd like to see him as cover no longer for the big games. Our, our go to centre back, you know, I'd love to see him back because he frankly, you know, we, we, we need pace back there and, and we get exposed every time against uh, top teams. Um, so Jackie Elko would be good for stuff like League Cup and, and meaningless Europa League games. So I forget mm. I think I, I'd probably do him a disservice. He's been given a three year contract. I'm not, I, I was surprised by that, but now for the next year, or two why not he won't be a regular starter but he's someone who'll bring experience we all need that I just don't know what Morales is no one I, no, I look at him and is I go I get is he is he an attacking midfield player is he a winger is he a, a number 10 is he a striker he doesn't fit any of them for me. I, don't, I, think I don't know what he thinks quite well he's, he, from the games uh, I've seen he hasn't been too bad his to penalty his, his penalty does not say it's a way but he doesn't take them normally I just I struggle I struggle to find uh, a position for yeah, my no, for, for Morales. Yeah, Morales. And as you were going to say then, I'm out. Yeah. I know what <laughs> yeah, This is his last opportunity there. anyway, isn't he? Really, he's coming towards the end of his yeah. career, I would imagine. But um, we'd have to see. He's yeah. not going to get a get regular game, but he seems to have been happy with signing the contract. Absolutely. I think Baines, he's an absolute cracking signing from you know two, 2007. I think we signed him for five million from Wigan. Yeah. You know, to get ten, 10 years out of him at the very top level, you know, England's international scored yeah. 36 goals, 36 I want to say. Goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 36. So, you know, he might still go in this year with a couple more Yeah, he'll weighed in this season, no doubt. And, you know, for any footballer to last 10 years at the top is. He's going to be playing with better players. He's yeah. going to be, if he's Sigurdsson's on the other side of it, it might be the start of him, the, the yeah. last part of his yeah. career. Yeah. Pains, do you know what I mean? The last there's someone there, other than Pina that he's had there. You remember the watching those? Remember that relationship with Pina? Yeah, that was wonderful. I was watching it. Yeah. Telepathic yeah. dream. The Gladys yeah. in the second half of games, you just sat there and watched those two tip tap around yeah. everybody and putting crosses over yeah. Baines has been an absolute legend. I think he's a great book, and hopefully he will stay at Goodison as well really mm. to the end of his career but I'd like to see him stay at Goodison to, to mm. do something else there it says well. a lot about his character yeah, always need Barry, those players you need yeah. players like that yeah. now Goodison that's what we're about Everton quality he's players he's been a model professional hasn't he yeah. throughout his time the, the, the one good thing you, that I'm, just like that I'm <laughs> myself then actually um, the, one good th- the one good thing about, about Baines is that he's been reliable that whole time as well you know he's yeah. never been injury prone um, and he's, he's needed to be present because we've never had backup for him in 10 years mm-hmm. um, but he's always been consistent he's always um, he's always done a good job he's never been found wanting defensively he's probably not the best defender in the world but he's always done that yeah. job of, of going forward and defending no, no, yeah. Yeah. he's seen when United, yeah. when Everson, when United were involved there as well he never came out and said anything did he just kept his head down and then stayed at Goodison all the time so that's the sort of player that you know that you mm. want in your side really quality I think he's mm. seen players off though don't forget Garbutt was billed as the next big mm. thing and he's living a life of 
living the dream by the, by the sounds of it. Avi Aido got sold, Galloway's out on low. Who else? You know, yeah. Men's Mori was in there at one point. Got he's a centre half, naturally. But the new he's, players, he's been you there might, you might, see, yeah. it, you might yeah. see Leighton Baines come again. I think you know, yeah. with other players in there, giving them out angles and options and freedom to get up there. As you say, Baines he could have went to United, easy. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and he chose to stay in Everton. So that yeah. that tells you the the character and the mentality. Absolutely. Of so what about some of the younger lads just moving on? Uh, Kieran Dalvin on loads of Forest apparently had an absolute blind on yeah. his debut. Matty mm-hmm. Pennington, Joe mm-hmm. Williams is it? Joe Williams, yeah. Brown and Galloway went out and Henry on Yukeru who we signed and then loads them out immediately to Anzalek but there's investment in the youth. Not only are these lads like Brendan Galloway we signed the other year Browning, Pennington and, and Williams to name a couple and Dal come through the ranks. Dominic Carvalho, we signed it from Sheffield United. There's investment there's, in the youth, isn't there? Like that Josh Bowler, who, who's having a good uh, time of it in the under 18 You bailed me out there because I forgot some Josh of the Josh Bowler, and you've got um, the lad uh, Boris, what was his name up front? Mathis. We're getting there, but there's so much more. The lad from Newcastle, Gibson, Lewis Gibson. Six million. No, six Good God, we spent a whole summer trying to sign Sean Davis, three and a half, for the first team. You want to see Everton football come out to then, just, just compare that situation. But we're you know? doing what Chelsea and City's Yeah, yeah stockpiling the players. Talent, but we won't win it with them. You know, that's why we need the experience. That's why Coleman's mentioned that we want people at 26, 27 years yeah. of age now for the Premiership. And hopefully they will come through. There's no guarantee that they will. No, but I, I think like them spending yeah. that much money to just go in the under 23s that's got to be a great thing for us it makes you think as well you know the, the, I think there's a quota of English players that you've got to have within your squad yeah. and if you notice a lot of the, the players that we are bringing through are predominantly English yeah. players so you know maybe the sort of factor on that in for the future you know potentially to sell them on to you know the likes of potentially Chelsea who don't really have that many English players and, City and, and commands a massive massive fee for because it they're because they're English yeah. look at Danny Drinkwater now link with Chelsea probably going to go there for 30 million whatever they're yeah. going to go for so potentially they're thinking business sense longer term financial plan yeah. and thinking we can sell these on for that's a thing now isn't it don't you yeah, think yeah. that there is a financial plan especially with the young players that mm. they're getting and after yeah. actually with a, a new stadium there is a plan there's a there's a project he talks about a project all the time yeah yeah it's, it's much more than the first and than the first allowance into that so in terms of um, just bringing it to a close lads what's your expectations for ever for the season because um, we spoke about a lot there obviously Europa League involvement there's domestic cups as well realistically what do you think will happen this season and what, you, what would you like to happen I'd like I think at the moment the way the, the, way the squad is I think Europa League again is, is to be you know qual- to qualify for that again would be but also really to win a trophy uh, I think I would take like maybe finishing fifth or sixth and winning the League Cup this season as a, as a sign that we've got to end this trophy drought well, for once and for all that is the key and then that will breed more more confidence with the money so what about winning the Europa League do you think that's a realistic thing we saw like United kind of yeah. coast through it last season didn't they and I think that might be Coleman's thing about playing team home and away whoever had your split so I think uh, playing the team at Goodison like a game of chess and playing them away I think that would suit them rather than the both cups really and I think we could go far and that that could be a real thing other than that I think we'll probably finish hopefully they'll finish in the top six and I think the Europa might be our one this year a chance yeah, yeah. yeah. that's my thought I think Europa League's got to be 
probably the aim and it's to, to have a good run in the Europa League um, hopefully go on and win it which brings Champions League football potentially is a little, a little yeah. bit of a dream you know, to go and win that but I think to, to win a domestic cup whether it's the League Cup or the FA Cup is probably high on the agenda for us I think Sean? Sure. I think for me the first thing to do is to not rule anything out on it all. until something tells me not to I'll always go back to would Leicester have ever won the league no but they did so why can't we yeah. have that aim if we're not going to have that aim there's no point taking part but realistically to be honest I'd take 17th on goal difference on a cup as long as we got a cup of any description <laughs> uh, just as Mark said to end that drought it's is got to be the absolute aim is to yeah. get our name in silver and get that winning mentality back into the club because it's, it's not been there for well we all know how long yeah <laughs> too long <laughs> well, that's what I mean. The question was put to me last week about it. What, what, you know, winning the Europa League and this and that, and finishing six and seven, or winning an FA Cup or a League Cup, or potentially both. But for me, I don't really care as long as Everton win something. I think it stops the rot. It changes the mentality. It breeds success. The whole me- everything that you goes back to what we said before about changing our ways and having this mentality about winning. I think atmosphere as well in the yeah, Europa League. Yeah, atmosphere. Europe, 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 United took it seriously last season Mourinho said well you know, asked, we'll win this and that'll get us back to where we want to be yeah. and if that means Everton need to do that to get us to where we want to be and it elevates us then so be it or if it means finishing 10th but winning the League Cup if that eventually gets us to where we want to be then and so be it so yeah. I just thought we'd take the domestic cups our competition yeah. seriously yeah. I think Hadstock split opposite well no Europa League games easy Um but they've got an atrocious record against English clubs and, and, and nice football. Nice one. Football. <laughs> no, I have, yeah, to, have to say it. I have to say it, yeah. They're, they're not great. I think it's 11 defeats out of 12. No. <laughs> on that bombshell. On that bombshell. Certain defeat looming. So, there's a lot of games coming up. We'll try and cover as many of them in podcast and we'll come back um, again and hopefully by the time September comes we'll have a few more new players yeah. in the ranks as well. Here's to a good start to the season, lads, and yeah. thanks very much for your yeah, input. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Cheers. See you now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 